Hello, and welcome back to Now Screaming, episode 60. I'm Evan Culbertson. And I'm Liz Smart. And we're watching all the horror movies currently streaming on Netflix. So you don't have to. This week we're talking about the 2017 horror film Cult of Chucky, the seventh entry in the Child's Play franchise. Seven. Very spooky. We did the, the previous film, uh, Curse of Chucky, in this franchise uh, about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And for that episode, we were joined by Child's Play franchise superfan and <laughs> multi-time podcast guest, James Skosky. What's up? We are once again joined <laughs> by the very same guest. Hello, James. Hey, what's going on? Everything is peachy. Yes. Keen. Peachy keen. <laughs> yeah, everything's great. The world's great. There's nothing Not ending. wrong. Any, no, everything's no. wonderful, as usual. In 2019, <laughs> we're living in our own horror movie, everybody. We're off to a good start. Yeah. So, James, thanks for coming back to talk about another Chucky movie. Oh, uh, anytime. <laughs> uh, I love talking about Chucky, so let's do this. <laughs> yeah. Um, wait, okay. Before we do oh. this, <laughs> I want to talk about uh, the like a little bit of the last episode that you guys did. Going back to uh, the, the Texas, Texas Chainsaw, Chainsaw Massacre, Massacre the, the beginning. beginning. Yes. So... <laughs> I don't have a lot to say about it because that was Good. my first time watching. Yeah, that was my first time <laughs> watching it, but um, it's it's not good. Um, but one thing that you guys noted was that, like, even though it's a you know a movie that takes place like in the '60s, it's a prequel that was sort of like dumb window dressing. Like they don't do anything with it. Right. Um, mm-hmm. There's a very good reason for that. Um, so the reason why they they did this was because in the the remake, the 2003 one, uh, Leatherface gets his arm cut off. So they had two options. They could either do a prequel or make the movie that I would want to see where they give him like a robot arm. Yeah, and- I was going to say, why wouldn't they go that route? <laughs> yeah, I want to see Mecha Sounds Face. much better than a prequel. Give him a chainsaw arm. <laughs> yeah. Like, just yeah. embrace the evil dead. Yeah. And just like, I would like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Mecha Face, the beginning. There we go. I want to see that one. <laughs> yeah, you know that's, that's maybe the... would have been better. Thank that's... you for bringing your uh, your knowledge, your expertise yet again. That's that's the only reason they did it, and it's trash. Like yeah, they that's sad. they knew they messed up when it made a bunch of money, and they're like, okay, we got to make another one. Uh oh, we can't. Jessica Biel cut off his arm. I'm pretty sure that's what happens. His arm gets cut off for sure. So I don't know. I just wanted to I wanted to to say that because it's. That movie is pointless, and I didn't. I didn't even see it when it came out. Uh, I didn't see it <laughs> yeah. until you guys had Bad it on sign. the podcast. Bad sign. Like, I, I don't need this. I didn't need more of that. No. Um, yeah. So on to a movie I actually like. Call of Chucky. Yeah. I love this movie. <laughs> this was yes. great. I was. I was so excited by it. I thought it was so much fun. Yes. Like the previous two entries, written and directed by Don Mancini, who has written all of the Child's Play movies. Yes. To date. Today, um, that will change. Um, we'll, we'll circle around back to that. Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about that. Um, this went straight to Netflix and Blu-ray. This didn't yeah. even get a theatrical release. Yeah, sort of uh, like the last one. So the two right. best ones. Well, not not the two best ones, but two of two of the best ones. Yeah, they're not they're not like straight to DVD like quality bad yeah. movies. Like I guess but we're 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 exiting that concept. Straight yeah. to DVD movies like Roma. 
or right Velvet exactly Buzzsaw. or the Ballad of Buster Scruggs like good movies are getting just straight up Netflix releases so so let's dive right into Cult of Chucky to be frank I don't want to recap uh I don't want to catch listeners up to speed because we spent two hours on our previous episode doing so <laughs> is it really two hours it's like an hour and 45 minutes oh my god it's pretty close <laughs> to that yeah I so think it's the longest episode questions about prior to Cult of Chucky Hopefully that addresses them, and if not, we'll either address them here on the journey or go to fucking Wikipedia. Yeah, go look know. up a plot synopsis. Like, I'm not going to be able to help you. <laughs> uh, Cult of Chucky starts where the previous one left off, namely, in, in multiple ways, because that movie has multiple endings, yeah. but Nika, played by Fiona Dorif, uh, is in an insane asylum because well, she was... Even before that, you're skipping a little chunk. Well, I wasn't going to start there. We'll get okay. back to okay. our boy. The protagonist of the previous film, uh, mm-hmm. Nika, is in the state of Salem because she was blamed for all the murders that Well, and she straight Chucky up, did. like, said it was Chucky. Yeah, because well, yeah. she's telling like, the truth. She's telling the truth that everyone was like, mm, They hated okay. Jesus because she told the truth. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you go to mental prison now. <laughs> go to brain prison. So, the large... The main plot of the movie is still about Nika... Which was a huge surprise to me. Fighting Chucky. I had no idea that she was going to be A, back, B... The protagonist. The protagonist. Like, it's really just... It's, like, part two of her specific story in this. Yeah. Which is really interesting. Which is awesome. Love her. I think the good thing is that none of the movies seem to have, like, a similar plot other than the first few. They all have, like, wildly different stories and ideas. Like, it's not like a Jason movie where they're all kind of the same movie. I think especially this one too. Yeah. What? One and two are pretty similar. Yeah. I. Yeah. But and I think Curse follows a similar, still kind of a similar idea of like, the doll comes into the house and havoc is wrought. Whereas this one, I feel like, is actually wildly different. More like, kind of more like Bride and Seed in that the the havoc is out there. Yeah. Chucky's running amok doing (laughs) fucked up shit. As he do. He loved to do. Yeah. Um, yes. So continue. <laughs> As you were alluding to, James, the yes. B-plot comes from the, the post credit sequence, which we definitely talked about, yeah. in which Andy Barclay, the protagonist of the first three movies, played by adult Alex Vincent, who played young Andy in the first two, before they did a time skip to send him to military school, yeah. uh, is back as Andy and is torturing a Chucky head that he has kept because in the, in the, in the post credit scene, I said, I wasn't going to recap in the post credit <laughs> scene, Chucky mails himself to <laughs> Andy and Andy is I don't know. on his game. So he doesn't get fooled. I don't know. Uh, two, three, four or five, <laughs> but so, but that's not like original Chucky, right? He's already been like blown up and all hell's happened to him. It's it's as close to the original Chucky as possible. Got it. It's the one that still has the the scars. It's the only one in right. the movie that has the stitches. Right, right, right. So if you yeah. recall from Curse of Chucky, that Chucky originally looks like new. A regular, but then he peels like yes. yeah. he's made himself look But he is the Chucky who has gone through everything. Yes. Yeah. But that Chucky yeah. is rebuilt also, so it's it's complicated. Yeah. That Chucky like I said, is it's... destroyed, but 
it's the same Chucky that was destroyed and rebuilt. It's as close to the original. It's like the supernatural car. Yes. It's like the ship of Theseus. Can we apply Ship of Theseus to the Chucky doll, to the good guy doll? If every part is replaced, is he still the original good guy doll? I think in this case, absolutely, because Charles Lee Ray is, is still, still inside there. of him, yes. But yeah. this movie problematizes that by it making does. you wonder what is Charles Lee Ray's essence. Anyway. And what is his agenda? What does he really want? So this movie <laughs> is a I, ride. I feel like we should spoil the twist up front. Is everyone fine with that? Yeah. Yeah, go as watch long it. as you give the heads up that like, yeah, go watch it. Yeah, There's go watch good, it. A good very mystery good. to this movie as to like what the mechanics are, how this plot is happening exactly. Yeah. Also, but, it's really well shot too. But I'm having like, a hard time talking we'll talk about, about it that too. Without. No, we have to just start talking. The, no, the no, we're not gonna like hold back. So go yeah. watch it. The titular cult. Um, yeah. Is it really a cult? They keep using that word, but it's not what it, that's not what it <laughs> that's means. That's not what it means. Um, it refers to the fact that now there are many Chuckies. Yes. Through the voodoo magic that is the underpinning of this entire franchise, yeah. Charles Lee Ray has now been able to duplicate his soul. He's, and... he's horcruxing himself. He's horcruxing yeah. himself. He's splitting it up into lots of different little pieces. And he has some amount of shared memory, but not complete shared memory. No, they're not like telekinetic with each other, but I guess yeah. the assumption is that like once you make a new one, that one does have the memories that it had before. It's yeah. just that once it splits, they're not gonna like it's not a hive share, mind. They don't share a consciousness after that moment. Yeah, no. they don't have like a hive mind. <laughs> no, can you imagine <laughs> the Borg? But it's okay. It's actually, I guess we're gonna jump around slightly, revealing that. But it's also super fun having them talk to each other. Because he's so fun. he's so self assured and self confident that he just loves being in his own company. Yeah, he does <laughs> love talking to himself. He's like, yeah. everyone else is a waste of my time. Let's just make more of me. But he's also just like, I like being me, and he's like, I like you too. We're the best. <laughs> uh, yeah. I also think he's really gotten used to being a doll. That's yeah. the other thing. Like, I feel like, you know, like his Charles Lee Ray's constant thing is just like, get me a body, get me a body, get me a body. Yeah. And like, while that's still clearly like part of his goal in this movie, it's also like, nah, more dolls, man. Let's just have like five or six of us just running around at all times. <laughs> he has a good line where he loves that when he kills someone that the look on their face when they realize a doll is killing them. He yeah. like loves how priceless that is. <laughs> That last so, moment of... Yeah. Charles Lee Ray's really coming into himself. He's really starting to embrace his uh, his dullness. Mm. Okay. So Nika's in the mental institution, mm -hmm. and there's a cast of characters. There's a woman who thinks she's dead. That she, that yeah. the, the woman thinks that herself is dead, not that Nika's dead. No. Yeah. Um, she thinks she has died. This woman who like killed her baby. There's a yeah. guy with dissociative identity disorder. And there's a woman who's like very sure that Nika is going to murder all of them. Right, because Nika is a, a convicted mass murderer. Yes. They, yeah, this, yeah, this is the the inciting incident also is that they they are taking Nika from Max to, to medium. medium security. Yeah. Yeah. So she's more with like people who can like walk around. She has a lot of freedom. Um, we should remind but everyone mentioned walking kind of... around that she's a paraplegic. Oh, yes, yeah, sorry. Walking around colloquially. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she is a paraplegic. Yeah. Uh, we get that interesting character, uh, Carlos, right? Uh, yes, her nurse. I found him fascinating. He's one of the, yeah, yeah, he's one of her, like, and he's really interesting because 
there's a lot of weird depth to him, even though he has like five lines in the movie mm-hmm. where like initially he's like being very nice to her. He's like setting up pictures and, and she's like, Oh, thank you for your help. And he's like, just so you know, like I, I'm not a fan. You've killed a bunch of people. Like I don't, I don't like you. I'm just doing I my work job. here. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I don't actually like you. And then as he leaves, he leaves like a stack of gum for her. Yeah. And he's we, sending a lot of mixed later, messages. Yeah, and then we later find out, like, you're not supposed to have gum. That's, like, a big deal. And then she goes to thank him, and he's like, don't speak to me. You know, so he's... he's, he's, he's <laughs> What's being, up, <laughs> But he does he's talk being, about his husband having MS. Yeah. He does talk about his husband. Yeah. And, you know, it's so that, like, I feel like he's being partially sympathetic and nice and actually does kind of like her, but doesn't want to be unprofessional, but right. also wants to help her out. That's kind yeah. of my read, but there's lots of different reads on that. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, yeah. I mean, the, all the characters are really interesting. Yeah. Because uh, I, I, I felt that way about the character with DID, Malcolm. Um, yes. Because all of his personalities are famous people. Mm-hmm. So, like, he does, he's Michael Phelps, he's Mark Zuckerberg, and then, is there anybody else besides that he does Charles Lee Ray? I'm sure there's uh, other ones I don't know. Um, and, he, and I think he said the trigger was, like, pretty women. So, like, when he sees attractive women, he wants to be somebody important. Important, yeah. So yeah. that was really... And he, it's also just a good acting job, because he's doing... He's doing Mark Zuckerberg, but he's doing, like, Jesse Eisenberg doing Mark Zuckerberg. In the social network. In the social yeah. network. Yeah. So it's very funny and layered, and, like... It, I, it was... I just found him, like, to be very charming. And yeah. it asks... So, like, I'm, I guess we're not really moving in order of plot, but at one point, because Charles Lee Ray is spreading his... Uh, soul among all these people, he spreads his soul to Malcolm. At least that's what we're supposed to believe. So then suddenly Malcolm's walking around like Charles A. Ray. But then there's a point kind of at the end of the movie where he goes back to being Malcolm, like which is, I guess, his kind of... What do they call that? Like the, the main altar. Um, the, the, the core uh, one. They, yeah, I feel I like there's know. a word for it that they, they talk about United States of Terror, but I don't remember. Uh, and... I feel like that's when I didn't know whether or not he was actually ever Charles Lee Ray or whether it was a put on. It well, not a, not a put on, but a an actual personality that had developed outside of the voodoo. Like, did Malcolm's brain create? Because he actually acting wise is not doing the same thing that a lot of the other people playing Charles Lee Ray are doing. Yeah. But, and then there's just this point where it, like he seems confused, like. Was he ever actually, or because he has DID, does the Charles Lee Ray part personality, personality like not even that? If the if the voodoo really happened and he was Charles Lee Ray, does that still go away in his brain when another altar takes over? I don't know. There, there. I don't know that there was an answer, but it really just brought up an interesting question for me about one either this voodoo and how it works in a in a brain. Or whether or not he ever was Charles E. Ray at all. Mm-hmm. I just found it very interesting. I I think that's one of the things that the movie does well is like there's a lot of little bitty mysteries and yeah. you don't know how they lock together until the end. You know, it's really done really well. And another thing I really liked, I guess since we're going out of order, was the way the movie looked. Yes. Um, oh my god, yes. It, the setting of the like the snow that instantly is going to get me because I really like horror stories set in like, I, I think snow is really great. Like it, it creates such a like distinct mood, but the movie visually looks very white and sterile in the ward, mm-hmm. except Chucky. He's so saturated. He's so colorful. Yep. Yeah. You know? So like 
everything seems white except for him. And there's multiple dolls just in the ward, you know. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, like blood whenever a... that happens in a movie like that. Yeah. Yeah. I love. Yeah. Such I love the juxtaposition of colors in this. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, it's so such sharp contrast and it works so well. And you're so right about winters. I always find snow. Uh, it's very isolating. Winter as a concept is very isolating. It's about like people being separated from each other. Yeah, it, like, drowns out the sound. Yes. You know, like, so it just makes such a distinct atmosphere for for movies and horror. You know, I, I love it. It does. And I thought about it. I, they didn't ever actually get into it, but I, th- I was thinking about it the whole time. There's a lot of times that characters go outside and walk around, and Nika is very trapped, not only because, like, you know, she's a prisoner, but also because she can't go down the stairs. But I yeah. was also thinking about it. Again, it never actually came up, but I was like, she can't roll around in the snow. Like, if there was going to be a situation where she... What? It's very difficult. In a wheelchair? Roll around in the snow? She can't roll her wheelchair in the oh. snow. I so she meant, like, for fun. No. Like a dog. No, no. I, knew, I knew what she meant. No, you, she couldn't... If she were to try to run away, it's obviously still difficult to roll a wheelchair over, like, a lawn, but you cannot roll a wheelchair over snow. So it's, it's very... It's, yeah, it's difficult. It traps her, and she couldn't go on a sidewalk that was covered in snow, things like that. It's just very difficult. So it's... It uh it traps her even more than the hospital's already trapping her. She's right. trapped by the snow. Yeah. Uh I and so I guess one one thing I want to talk about is a joke that I really like, but I feel conflicted on whether or not I should laugh at it. Is the first uh the first time you see Chucky walking down the hall and then the woman who like thinks she's a ghost and their interaction I found really funny, but you know, it's always yeah. iffy it's always iffy laughing at like somebody who's supposed to be like schizophrenic or something with right. the back and forth. I felt was really funny where uh, she's like, can you see me? And he, and he's like looking at her and he's a doll with like a knife in his hand. And he's like, yeah, I could see you. And she's like, I'm not going to hurt you. And he's like, are you fucking with me? Yeah. You know, cause he's <laughs> I a, do think it's, he's a doll. it says it's more about like, it's funny for <laughs> like, like we were talking about earlier about him being like, I'm enjoying the, I enjoy the feeling of like the fear in someone's eyes when they realize that I'm a doll who's going to kill them. And so him encountering these people who like potentially are not afraid of him. Right. Like one woman literally thinks that he is her baby and like has completely infantilized him. And then this other woman who's like not at all worried about it because maybe she sees things like this all the time. That's a good, that's a, like it's an interesting world for him to come into where he's used to being like, haha, I just have to like, spring to life and everyone freaks out this is much he has to be much more like duplicitous yeah but also much more open than he might have to in other times it's very interesting yeah i i like i like that scene i felt like the humor in this one was really good um i think because he's in so much of it and he's talking for so much of it you know usually they have to save his uh dialogue for the end i think that's one of the reasons why i like bright chucky so much is because he is in so much of it talking with somebody else um and I think Don Mancini's good at writing humor. This really feels like a, a showcase for both Brad and Fiona Dorif. Yes. Like, even more than the last one was. That, like, they're both... So. Yeah. They're all over the place. Fiona's being tormented psychologically by... Yeah, not just by Chucky. The plural also by Chucky's her, here, and also... Her doctor. Her doctor, who's also sexually abusing her. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes. also, like, by um, the one woman who... 
uh, is so convinced that she is going to kill them. The mean lady, Because then yeah. when, pe- when people start dying, obviously she's like, literally, she just came from Max. People are dying. It's written in blood that Chucky did it. Yeah, also... Obviously, it's her. Like Chucky sets her up for it. Chucky's setting her up, yeah. So yeah. she's she, she's being persecuted there as well. The, the quote-unquote delusion of Chucky being alive is starting to spread to, like, Malcolm and sort of Madeline because she believes he's her baby. So, like, mm-hmm. now it's actually, like, mentally infecting the people around them. And she's like, this is awful and has to stop. Yeah, and I actually, I took a bunch of notes about this because it was really interesting to me because this comes back to we've talked about setting this in a mental hospital is that yeah i actually like from the point of view of the doctors uh this would be something that would happen is that there's a new person introduced uh mm-hmm. it can cause a lot of in group therapy situations that can cause a lot of like backsliding and um you know like renegotiating everyone's roles in the group and so the idea that she could come and introduce a shit. They they talk about mass hysteria. How the he like, there c- yeah. wouldn't ever be a Chucky, and they would potentially still be doing this and having these issues in their group. Um, and so that when it passes to Claire, who's the really, um, she's the one who doesn't believe any of it. But then Chucky bites her on the arm, and she starts screaming at how it's all real and she was wrong. And the doctors like don't believe her, but like there would be no reason to. Yeah. That's the really sad yeah. part about like the mental illness side of this is that like, it. They're not necessarily wrong for not believing Claire because mm-hmm. obviously, like, you know, but it's it's just it's a it's a really tough thing in this particular setting. Yeah. I mean, nobody is at, almost at any point like at fault for not believing that Chucky's a thing. One, because like that's a ludicrous concept in and of itself. <laughs> right? But also these people are also very removed from the situation. It's you know, it's. They, the only contact that they've had with Nika is like, oh, you're like a convicted, like multiple murderer, you know, like, yeah, uh, you know, that, that, that's, that's obviously like how they would see it. And actually one of my favorite parts of the whole movie is, uh, it's Claire, uh, I believe her, that's her name, Claire, uh, Claire's death scene. Um, it's on multiple levels, like kind of sad and also really beautiful, but also like a really good death scene in a Chucky movie. Um, it's a great death scene. It's, it's beautiful. The shot yeah. of the glass falling is was yeah. unreal. I keep thinking about with, it. I keep picturing it. With the snow and then so mm-hmm. we're gonna set up like she gets she gets like strapped down and sedated because she's like Chucky bit me and he's alive and oh my god, you know, so she mm-hmm. starts like thrashing and being slightly violent and then so they like they like strap her down and they give her like a sedative that keeps her conscious but like calm. But also it means that for the next sequence she's like trapped in her own body and can't move. Ugh. So like, so like Chucky sends this like compressed air tank up into the skylight, um, and then the skylight like cr- like cracks and then falls. And as it's falling, you see like one tear coming down her eye because she like understands what's happening. Has to, to her, watch like, it. Do yeah. Anything. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it's also it's like in slow motion, and then they like show like the snow on the glass and it like coming into the ward also because now the skyline is broken. It's so good on so many levels and also just really sad. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's a, Yeah, and it, it's it reinforces what we've already talked about with, like, isolation and uh, being trapped because there's a shot right after it, actually, when Nika is trying to wheel herself down the hallway. And she's obviously moving forward in her wheelchair, but the camera is, like, moving backwards. So it just feels like she's going nowhere. Uh, oh, and so yeah. all of this imagery of, like, 
people being trapped and being uh, held in certain places. And they're all kind of trapped inside of this place together with Chucky running around. And nobody's going to believe them because they're, you know, crazy or whatever. Like, it's all it's all very thematically beautiful. In general, I think that the the visual style of this film is so well realized. Mm-hmm. Um, especially not having directed that many movies before. Like this is sort oh, of Mancini. him learning and becoming a better director. And I think this is clearly his best movie from a visual standpoint. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's very I impressive. Think so. It's, it's really strong. And I love in, you know, I love that, you know, the visually it's so different from all the other movies and it like the plot, this movie has a lot of ideas like for like the seventh Chucky movie with one continual non-breaking uh, canon, basically. Yeah. Every one of these movies is a sequel to the last story. There's no reboots. There's no, there's no like cheats. There's no do overs. And it still has tons of new ideas. This movie, mm-hmm. you know, is not like a rehash of, you know, like it had, this mystery and this new idea of the other Chucky dolls, but that's not all it had going for it. Right. So no, it's really I, smart. Yeah. I, I really was like impressed with this one and really like, wow, like I'm glad we're getting more of this. Um, and it's still so good. And it's not just me being like, well, I love Chucky, so I'm going to love it anyway. Right. You know, <laughs> I have a, is this like a lore question? I have a Chucky logistics question for you, James, because I, okay. yeah, I can give you as the expert. Um, I'll do my best. We do see in these movies, this one a lot, that like when Charles Lee Ray has been in a Chucky body for a little while, um, it takes on mm. a lot of his human characteristics, including like his brain and he will bleed and he becomes he very human, but his guts, yeah. he's got like a human body. Um, do you know... If his soul exists in each part, like we see a Chucky head that still has his consciousness, like if Chucky lost his arm, would it still be animated? Would it still be like crawling around and stuff? Yes, uh, I'm almost positive because like in the first one, he does get like cut up and burnt and like chopped up and the limbs are like crawling on the ground and stuff Uh like that. They all they all like have all the pieces still have the hive mind of whatever doll they're from. Big yikes. At yeah. what point does a doll, does a good guy doll, gain organs? <laughs> it happens uh, really quickly for one of them. Yeah, it's fuzzy because <laughs> it's, it's as quick as the plot needs it to. Uh, because sometimes, like, it's it's in the course of, like, a week. Because the first one takes place, like, I feel like in about a week or several mm-hmm. days. Um, whereas, like, two, it's it's like a... It's like a, a couple, like it's like less days, and then um, it, it's a little fuzzy, but it's it's as it's as fast as the plot needs it. To. In this one, it's the one with the the, the cut hair. Mm-hmm. They bring him to life. He's like, "I'll go get Andy." Andy's in this part. We haven't gone to that part we'll yet. Get to Andy in a uh, they're like, they're like, he's like, "I'm gonna go get Andy," and then he uh, Andy's like smushes him, and he has organs. So that was probably like 15 minutes. So maybe it happens quicker too. Yeah. The more like the more times it's happening yeah it's like he's adapting really getting yeah, into this like you know, chucky lore i also think over the course of the franchise hasn't he become like more of a human in like a like a like a physical human with functioning organs because i feel like compared to child's play versus especially bright and seed he's like yeah 
He's like running yeah. around. He's like a little person. Yeah. Where he was a doll before. He like I, Chucky's no longer really a doll. Uh, he still conceived a child in in exactly and seed. right. Uh, but that's the d- one with the scars. That's the one he's been in like a long time. Right. He's you in know? these ones. I feel like the thing that makes him so much still a doll and it freaks me out is that like whatever he's trying to pretend to be a doll in front of like the doctors or whatever, his face really mm-hmm. does not look like a person trying to pretend to be still you know i mean obviously that's because like when they're filming this it actually is a doll but like he still looks so much like a doll and has like when she's when the when madeline's like carrying him around he looks like a doll and it's and that's obviously like that's one of the reasons why he's so scary Uh, i'm sure i said this before in our last episode but like he really does freak me out so much and i never thought that a doll movie would freak me out so much, but he, he really frightens me. I I think it's taking it and making it more of a character that makes it scary because like, there's a lot of like possessed items or toys or dolls or whatever. Like it's kind of a common thing, but like how sinister he is and how like relentless it, you know, he is and that he can just like blend in, but also be like a full animated person. You're right. Like when he does snap into like plastic mode it really does look like, you know, because he is made of plastic and rubber, like, right. you know, when you don't animate those features at all, they, it looks so still and lifeless and, and dead and, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, and not I totally harmful, yeah. I, I love that, I, as far as I can tell, like, 90% of the special effects in this movie are practical, you yeah. know? I mean, obviously, the animatronic doll is always going to be practical, or almost always going to be practical, and it is, because it's kind of the point. But like the a lot of the death sequences are actual, like you know, like uh, when the doctor gets his head stomped, like that was like right. a real yeah. fake head that they had really getting stomped and and stuff like that. Like it all looks so good. And one of it the things great. that impressed me was when they uh, when Andy's torturing the the messed up doll head that he has. He like lights it on fire, kind of. Um, they really did that. Apparently, it's like one of the last things they did in the movie because they weren't sure. With based on the animatronics and what it was made out of, whether it was just immediately burst into flames or yeah. not, and they wanted to be like, <laughs> if it if it does completely catch fire, uh, uh, we want this to be the end, so we don't have to do something with this later. In right. terms of like, I guess if it's silicone or whatever, the face is mostly made of silicone or something. It's not that flammable, so it does just kind of melt and burn, but it doesn't Perfect. like explode. Yeah. Perfect for torturing. <laughs> One more thing about this movie's visual style before we move on. Um, cause we should yeah. talk about what Andy's doing. Yes. Uh, cause it's really interesting. Uh, it felt to me, James, you mentioned earlier that like, this is shot and treated differently from other Chucky movies. I felt yeah. a lot of like Brian De Palma vibes, both because there's these like foreground background shots. There's like this split screen, there's a lot of split screen that like yeah. really worked for me in making this feel like a classic entry in a classic franchise, just because like. De Palma is such a classic and idiosyncratic filmmaker who ripped off everything he ever did from Hitchcock, who is like the foundation yeah. <laughs> of the modern genre. It felt really, it really works to make this feel like not a movie that came out in 2017, not in a, in a, in a bad way, but like it, it will help this feel timeless in 20 years when people are watching the Chucky franchise. Except that, for the Hannibal yeah. reference. Except for the Hannibal reference, which people <laughs> won't understand. Um, we almost didn't understand. Well, to look it's it up. Cause, yeah, because Don Mancini worked on the Hannibal show. 
Uh, That's so fun. I don't fun. know if he wrote it, but I, yeah. I, I love I, it. I love, I love that he gets his little, like, his little digs in about, about him, you know, like, loving himself, but also this world that he's, like, put together. Yeah. And if you're watching Chucky 7, like, you're probably on board and or agree with him. Right. I think that's that's what's so great about this and Curse of Chucky is that like it's so uncompromising in that like if you're here you want to be here you want to be watching this movie oh yeah my first note no joke is I feel pandered to in a good way <laughs> so like yeah <laughs> it's it is for Chucky fans yeah but not like overdoing it it still has point it still has like service. it's not fan service yeah. but it is like I see you out there loving this and mm-hmm. these movies and that's that's always like it's like a little wink from and it, it feels creator like he's, to fan it feels like he's as genuinely obsessed with chucky as we are yeah because yeah. like i have a feeling that he made this character and he really loves it and probably would have a hard time if he did have to let it go yeah you know? and yeah. horror in general because there's a psycho reference in this too yeah so this is this is like literally for yeah. i mean and hannibal also like if you you know horror fans like show Hannibal so it's it's like it's a it's a it's it sees it sees you and I always appreciate that in a movie all right I I I love it uh I want to kind of since we've spoiled everything can we talk about how this movie ends because it's do we want to talk about Andy first we should we should talk yeah about okay Andy. yeah so Andy <sighs> he has a whole scene Andy he Males a shaved head Chucky doll. Why do we know why he shaves his head? I couldn't remember if I if yes. that was James. It's so it's because it's marked. He knows now. Oh, which, which one is, is the one he mailed? Yes. Got it. Which he needs yeah. to know because he smuggled a gun in, in the stomach of this Chucky doll. Genius. Um, Andy yeah. is straight up <laughs> so scary in this movie. I just want to put that out there. He is terrifying. He's hardcore. He's so angry. Uh, rightfully, because this movie opens with someone being like that he was on a date with being like too much, too much for me. Your whole history is way too much for me. And he's like, cool, another lost opportunity. Time to go home and torture my Chucky head that I keep in a safe, uh, which he almost gets a you clearly such a perverse joy out of. Yeah, he loves it. He's like, oh, you know what it's time for? Time to torture my Chucky doll. <laughs> but he's also like weirdly stuck with it like an abusive relationship like he also is smoking a joint like being like well my life is ruined because of you and then chucky asks for a puff of the joint and he's like okay it because like i i feel like part of the thing it gets at is like this character would be both like completely inseparable like his entire life from age six on is now revolved around this doll like either protecting yourself from it or it ruined his life or it ruins his future. Like he can't get away from it. So like they're kind of like stuck together in a they're, way. Yeah, I, they're bound. Yeah, I know that. I know that you disagree with this, James. But it feels like it. Uh, it's kind of like what they were trying to do with Halloween, the 2018 Halloween, of like this is what trauma like does to someone. You are like bound to them forever. I don't disagree with that point. I just like the new Halloween. Right. I just think it doesn't work <laughs> as much. And it doesn't work as much in Halloween. It works really well in this. I don't like the 2018 Halloween. That's what I just said. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You don't agree that, that this is doing that better? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's less about it. Sure. What this movie it's, is his, about, it's his arc. What this movie ends up being about <laughs> is what happens at the end, which let's get True. to. So, Andy, yeah. let's just get through Andy. Andy goes to try to stop Chucky at the asylum. 
isn't let in, so he assaults a guard, so he'll be thrown in mm-hmm. the asylum. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually tries to go the proper channels and goes to her Nika's doctor and is like, yes. "Hey, I have this it, like Chucky head that's like alive," and he like proves it's alive by like shooting it, and it like responds to pain, and they're like. This is fake. This is a and trick. Like, this is, he's like, seriously, this is real, and I need to talk to her. And they're like, no way. Which is really nice. I think it was probably like during her trial, right? It was like, he's like, I probably. can prove that this person is not guilty. Yeah. Like, this is real, and nobody believes him. It sucks. So, yeah. Andy's in the asylum now. Mm-hmm. Uh, James, you want to talk about what happens? Do you want to sum it up? So, a couple things happen sim- simultaneously. Uh, uh, Tiffany shows back up. Uh the bride, yeah. titular bride of Chucky slash uh, Jennifer Tilly, uh, shows well, Tiffany up. in the body of actress Jennifer Tilly. <laughs> right? Yes. Is that what's happened? Because Tiffany, <laughs> the woman <laughs> who is... looks like Jennifer Tilly, is dead. Is, is gone. Yeah. Yes. And Tiffany, yes. the doll, be, uh, <laughs> gained Jennifer Tilly's body. Yeah. That's correct. And yeah. we see that they are that also, also now canon. both alive still. There is like Tiffany Doll is also living. Yes, but and I wonder if they're just if they're just copying Tiffany into another doll like they are. Yes, yeah. exactly, exactly. I think it's the voodoo duplication. Yes. Thing. Yeah. So she shows up at the same time. Um, the Nika is now like strapped down. She's like in a hypnotism like thing. Uh, Chucky kills her. He like knocks out her doctor, and basically shows exactly what has happened so there's like multiple chuckies uh they send the short hair one to go deal with andy uh the other two are like hey nika there's like worse things than death and then finally does the entire voodoo spell to like possess nika yes so nika then like very like supernaturally like kind of like rises up like the frankenstein and (laughs) is like able to walk it's like chucky is in her body and Fiona Dorif gets to do an impression of her dad, which is Amazing. the best. It's, it's the, the best, best part of the whole movie. Yeah. It really is. It's incredible. <laughs> and also adds yeah, to the Chucky lore, like we were talking about earlier. Like I thought it was so interesting that like because this spell animates a doll, it also animates her legs. I mean, like, it's a it's a solid yeah. contender for best sequence of the whole franchise. For sure. Like Fiona Dorif yeah. nails it in doing a Brad Dorf yes. impression and like walking around smirking so evilly, like mm-hmm. being Charles Lee Ray. Yes. It is incredible. Yeah. So, so, uh, yeah, Andy gets, like pulls the gun out of the short haired one, um, stomps it to death. And then I think Nika, like, like Nika slash Chucky walks by the door and like, she's, he's like, Oh, you know, thank goodness you're here. And she like closes it on him and laughs. Cause it's now Chucky who's now, like, locked Andy in the asylum seemingly permanently. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, he was going to get out. Yeah. So he's, like, stuck in there, um, and he thought it was Nika, and then it's it's not. And then um, she walks out to Tiffany's, like, getaway car, and they have, like, this moment where, like, you know, Tiffany finally looks at Chucky in, in, uh, in Nika's body and is like, yeah, so I yeah, so how what's I can work like? with this. I think Yeah. They're like, so it's gonna be different now and she's like, I don't know. Like Like you're still yeah, you. I think it, I think still love you. Yeah. Guess I'm gay now. Yeah. All right. yeah. I, my last and note is the, I love bisexual representation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's And it's they drive fun. off into the sunset together. Happily yeah, ever after. 
with yeah, Tiffany. And that's pretty much the end before the credits. And then there's like a post credit sequence, which I guess isn't. I watched mine on Blu-ray. but So I, it's not on Netflix, which is confusing because this went to Netflix. Went to Netflix. Um, yeah. But the post credit sequence, much like the Curse of Chucky post credit sequence, yeah. features the return of Kyle, who is the foster sister of Andy from Child's Play 2. Yeah. One of my favorite to, characters. She's incredible. I love, I love Kyle. Coming to... Um, yeah. Also, same actress, by the way, like like That's Alex awesome. Vincent, like coming back 20 years later to play this role again. Um, more than 20 years. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, I think it's been, unless I did my math wrong, it might be 20 years since Bride of Chucky. Oh, my God. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Uh, anyway, she shows yeah. up at Andy's house to continue torturing the chucky head mm-hmm. that's, um, that's how much andy loves yeah. torturing this chucky head he's got people <laughs> in case he can't make it he's like please come into my house and yeah. torture him 8 p.m every night it's gotta happen it's like feeding his dog <laughs> he's going on vacation he's like someone has to i have to give somebody keys so they can come torture my chucky doll yeah. But this is such an incredible <laughs> ending in part because of like the doors it opens up for the story it wants to tell right like mm-hmm. to yeah. be uh unfortunately grim about it brad dorif is getting up there uh ah, and he can't play this character forever but this character doesn't make any sense without him and i think that's important for reasons we'll also talk about in a minute Mm -hmm. but he is this character in a way that that. there are only a couple pillars robert england as as freddie is the one that comes to mind is like characters who are the actor in a way that's so important to their legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not going to be around forever, but Dom Mancini is only like 50. <laughs> and like, yeah. he clearly has more stories that he wants to tell with his character, as long as he's going to be allowed to be telling them. And a, the good f- thing is all uh, Brad has to do is voice. He does not have to be as physical as Robert England was. He had to get in the makeup. True. That's very true. Brad Brad just has to voice it, which again, there's a lot of screaming and laughing and all that kind of stuff. But as long as he can talk, I think he, yeah, I guess could potentially still play the character. But know? but but having Fiona there to like embody this character as she does so well in the last 15 minutes of this movie, like opens oh, yeah. up such incredible avenues. Both because like I mean Chucky has a new lease on life literally, because uh, now he has his body. Yeah. And the potential to have infinite bodies, which is another insane thing that there's so much potential to go with. Yeah. Uh, it's just incredible for the future of this franchise and for what I hope Brad and Fiona Dom. and Dom Mancini are able to continue to do, which we should lead into the state of this franchise. Yeah. So it gets tricky from here because um, I mentioned in the last episode that there was like a rights dispute because they wanted to, before they made curse of Chucky, they wanted to remake it themselves and the rights were owned by MGM who Mm -hmm. did the first one. Whereas like two through all of the rest of the Chucky movies are all universal. Um, That became more important uh, in the last year or so since we've done that, because some of the implications of that split uh, really matter right now. So currently we have, Don Mancini making a TV series of Chucky on sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which is really cool because he worked on like Channel Zero. And if you haven't seen Channel Zero, check it out. It's a really good horror TV show. So it makes me feel like that could be a really good place to do this. Um, Don Mancini owns the rights to the doll and to the name Chucky and stuff like that. And Charles Lee it's, Ray is a character, right? Yes. It seems that MGM has the rights to the, the words child's play and some of the rights to the original child's play movie, but I don't know how much. My, so, my understanding is that they own the rights to what happened in the child's play movie, which is why they can use the name Chucky. Uh, even though their Chucky is yeah. different from and, Don Mancini's Chucky. And pretty much the design. It, yes. It's different enough that it irritates me, but it's it's still basically Chucky. His overalls know? look the same. In this new one? That's the one thing I feel yeah, like they could, they could change. Yeah. It would still be like a doll thing, but he looks like a good guy doll. Okay, so yeah. So I guess I didn't, I didn't mention that. I, if anybody's heard that there is a new Chad's Play remake coming out from MGM... There is, it has absolutely zero involvement from Brad Dorif, no involvement from Don Mancini, who's, you know, the guy we've been gushing about this whole time. Nobody from the original cast, or as far as I can tell, the original creators have anything to do with this. But not only that, they want the release to coincide with the release of the new show. They basically want to, like, like stomp out all of the hype for Don Mancini's work. It seems it seems pretty intentional, especially because like Don Mancini's been kind of vocal about it on Twitter, where they're like, "This is this is some shit." Uh, like it seems very clear that they're like intentionally trying to hurt whatever he's making in the future. And also, it up. seems like, yeah, it seems like the route they're going with this new remake is that they're gonna separate them. I think they're gonna pretend to separate themselves from like the possessed doll because it's definitely like an AI gone haywire. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I'm willing, I'm willing it's to just bet so that much more boring. It's so much worse. Like, it's, it's so stupid. <laughs> we should also talk about, if you're listening to this episode, as it comes out, the, yeah. the first trailer for this dropped this past week. Oh, did so it just drop? It just yeah. came out. Oh, wow. It has like Aubrey Plaza as the mom, which is weird that she's old enough to play the and mom. Brian it Tyree Henry. Who's Brian Tyree yeah. Henry's in it. I love him. What's up with that? Yeah. It's not cool, man. It's unfortunate because like, I don't want to support this new one because of how hostile they're being about it. Like I, I, I would be open to seeing a different take on Chucky from someone else. If the like the situation was very different and not that they're like trying to strangle everything that Don Mancini is trying to well, do at also, the same time. Yeah, it's just you're... the problem with remakes in general. Like we don't need a remake. The story is active. It's not like, right? it's not like it's time for a new child's yeah. play story we're getting them right like, well that's why especially because it's so it's it's actually so different from the original and everything that's come after it, if it's totally electronic and there's no like charles e ray soul it's extremely just have that be its own thing and not call it child's play why do you need to be because in like against john mancini that's so as stupid. you see in every trailer or advertisement that Ugh. says from the producers of it which is meaningless. Yeah. Uh, cool. Money. That, yeah. that, that says nothing, nothing about the quality of the movie. No. It's from the producers of this thing that made fucking $800 million. million dollars, yeah. yeah. The uh, same guy that paid for it paid for this. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So he's uh, got money. <laughs> but it's because of shit like that. It is the highest grossing horror film of all time. And Ugh. like, yeah. because that works right now, they're going to capitalize on it. And it fucking yeah. sucks. It sucks. It sucks a lot. I'm gonna call it. 
I'm going to call it right now. They're holding back on a third act twist where the AI is possessed by a killer. Oh my God. I'm going to, I'm, hmm. I feel like, I feel like that's what they're going to do because it's so like, like they've already led with the whole mystery of the doll being alive. They're like, well, because like in the trailer, like it like scans their faces and they're like, Oh, like we're in like a, you know, a technological state where like you can't escape and you know, your face is being scanned everywhere and it can like right. recognize faces. It's a little heavy. <laughs> yeah. But it's also just like it, I think it's not as interesting and I would be interested in seeing how it turned out if they weren't specifically trying to screw over yeah. Don Mancini yeah. and then Brad Dourif, who was doing the the voice on the show and like even Jennifer Tilly and everybody who's involved in the other Chucky movies are like, this is awful. And he's yeah. really being the fact, the fact that they got back the original Andy and the original Kyle means that there is affection in this like family. Yeah. The people who make these movies like and respect each other and like, they would come back to continue the story. That story that's so meaningful. That doesn't always happen in franchises, and so like to stomp all over that is specifically, it feels specifically terrible. Yeah, and that's that's why I like I, as curious as I might be to see, one of my favorite things in the world getting a new take. I do not want to support this. I will not pay to see this in theaters. I will not get a ticket for this. It's you know. It- it's really awful. And, and especially when I see more from Don Mancini, how everybody who works with him tends to love him. The actors can't say enough good things about him. They tend to be like life friends. Like he's a legitimately great friend with Jennifer Tilly and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they, you know, people he's, he talks in commentaries. Like he likes building a family when making on movies and he gets to talk about how like, Oh yeah. Like the editor on cult of Chucky was the same editor from bride. And he was like, oh, I love working with him again. It seems so sweet, and for this thing to just get like stomped on because they're like, we have the rights, uh, and we're just gonna like throw money at it and like stomp you out. And it seems like Universal doesn't seem to realize how much of a great thing they have with Don Mancini's franchise. They don't because this this Child's Play movie, this new unrelated MGM one, is gonna make yeah. so much more money than yeah, Curse totally and Cults did. So many more people will see it than ever saw. <sighs> curse or cult and i think that's just obviously like the promotion like this yeah. is this is getting like pushed out there in a way that like everyone is talking about this trailer like when cult of chucky came out they're like oh i guess it's i was following it i knew it came out but that's because like i'm a super fan yeah most people probably don't know that there's seven chucky movies right, right. The, la- the last one they probably knew about was bright of chucky or they might assume they're bad like yeah. it uh, having a seven long franchise often the Later ones are not good. In fairness to the general public, it did get silly for a minute. Like, it, it got yeah. a little yeah. crazy to follow in Bride and Seed, that if you are yeah. not following the franchise and you don't care, that you might think, okay, so this has gone off the rails, I'm done with it. It's just like a That's joke franchise That's an understandable yeah. reaction, even if it's wrong. Right. <laughs> yeah. Seed of Chucky is specifically out of control. I feel like if it came out today, though... Like, it would be so much more beloved because of how, like, millennial humor and how much people love that level of insanity. It's, like, so off the yeah. walls in such a way and the, that it, I like feel like... the combination like... of humor and horror, uh, I feel like, is be- it started a few years ago and it's becoming more of, like, now I always think about Drag Me to Hell. Drag yeah. Me to Hell is such a funny, ridiculous movie while also, like, but is a horror movie. It's not, it's not, like, a parody. It's, it is actually both. 
But I always feel like yeah. kind of set off a new kind of like in this, you know, past 20 years. To, to our listeners, even if you don't care about Chucky or Child's Play or Don Mancini the way that we do, please don't go support this movie. That's, That's all we I ask feel. of you. <laughs> it's just don't give it your money. Don't tell MGM yeah. that you'll go see something with a franchise name slapped on it, yeah. even with it as having none of the love and care of the original creator who is still trying to tell his story better than that as audience members honestly like even if this wasn't i mean and obviously i highly respect and like don mancini like even if it wasn't about him like we deserve better than these ridiculous reboots sometimes like we deserve better storylines more creative reboots it's just a ridiculous thing to pretend it's it's like creative it's not just cynical, it's also specifically spearheaded to be mean to, yeah. like, another creator. The guy who created the thing, the corpse they're propping up, you know? That you're ripping, yeah, ripping <laughs> yeah. off. Yeah. Oh, it's so, it's so rough. And, and that, 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 I think Jennifer Tilly just two days ago talked about, like, the reaction to the trailer. And it's just like, I, she's just like, I'm just so upset by this. And this is so yeah. frustrating. Uh, go see... When the new Chucky series comes out, go see it on Sci-Fi. Um, I know Channel Zero just got canceled. I unfortunately don't have cable, so I had to wait for it to come out on Shutter. But who does? Uh, who has cable yeah. these days? <laughs> That's a bummer. But yeah, I want to. You know, I'll I'll somehow find a way to like buy the episodes through iTunes or something when the Chucky series comes out because I want to support it. But mm-hmm. um, whatever whatever way works. But you know, it's you know. I'm excited to see that they said that they're not going to like over censor it for TV. You know, they're going to let Chucky be oh. Chucky, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. Good. <laughs> He's got a yeah. foul mouth. Uh, yeah. It, I mean, channel channel zero was pretty brutal. I've only, I finished the first two seasons, started the third one. There's only four. Um, but it's definitely like, I, I, I didn't watch that and be like, Oh, this is a neutered horror movie for television. So uh, Don Mancini worked on that and wrote and, the first season has puppets involved. I'm sure you're shocked. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that, that's, that's kind of where we are. Uh, you know, the, the series, the Chucky series, I think has had nothing but interesting ideas go, you know, as it kept going, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they're certainly not out of ideas with cult of Chucky. No, no, I'm excited to see where the story could go. Yeah, for sure. I think we've talked a lot of meta stuff and uh, I sort of yeah. want to wrap up here with just saying like, this is just a straight up good movie. Call of Duty is a good movie. I think so. It is, again, part of this lineage that is all canon and all matters and is important yeah. to the story that it's telling. But like, you can sit down and enjoy this movie. You probably need to see Curse first. I was going to say, I have not, so I have not seen two, like I said before, two, three, four, or five, but I've seen the original and I've seen Curse mm-hmm. and I get it i'm sure yeah. i don't get it with the you know like love that the two of you have for it but like mm-hmm. i get it and i love it and i'm so into it and so i think that it, this is watchable by anybody if you just watch curse and, and then yeah. this one or even the look lore... up or even look up a plot <laughs> synopsis of curse like yeah you can the figure lore it out isn't obtrusive it doesn't like like bring everything to a halt no so that they can um you know, like just like you know, wank at you about being like, "Hey, we remember this thing." It's it's like very no. brief, and it's integrated into the plot in a way that like, if you don't get it, it passes by you. 
It is, um, and there's a lot of flash. There's kind of a lot of flashbacks. Not a lot. Not not overdoing it, but there are flashbacks in this one, being like, "Oh, this is what happened before." Briefly. And as of right now, they're both still on yeah. Netflix. So yeah, go watch them while you go can. Go hit them yeah. up. Yeah, those are both good. Good, not reads. <laughs> <laughs> they're good <Solid> watches. watches. <laughs> yeah. Are y'all ready to uh, stomp your rapist's face in with high heel shoes? <laughs> Oh my god, those <laughs> shoes. I forgot oh, about the yeah. shoes, the red shoes. So we're gonna roll the roulette, the newly updated roulette, to find our next movie. Hopefully it doesn't do us dirty. No, this is actually a new roulette because Netflix won't let me um do things alphabetically anymore, so I had to do things in a very roundabout way. So hopefully um I've eliminated the curse that was on our old roulette. <laughs> this is a hopefully. new roulette, an uncursed roulette. It's like the ship of Theseus <laughs> just rebuilt. <laughs> and this is not like the old roulette. This is a new ship. Ready? All right. Our next movie will be Stonehurst Asylum. This has been on our list since we started this podcast. It has your fave girl Kate Beckinsale in it. <laughs> What's her name, Evan? Kate Beckinsale? No, that's not it. I want to weigh in. I always thought it was Kate Beckinsale as well. Yeah, it's a, one of those um, Mandela effect things that everyone's it wasn't completely until, sure. It wasn't until I listened to the episode where I was like, wait, what? Wait, and I what like, a immediately second. looked her up on yeah, I looked it up on IMDb. I was like, this has a hell of a cast, it y'all. It does. It does. It looks kind of ridiculous. The poster it looks Jim Sturgis, bad. David Thewlis, Brendan Gleeson, Ben Kingsley. It's got people. All right. And again, it's been on Netflix since we started this podcast in 2016. So, like, it's been a long time coming. Come back for Stonehurst Asylum. And we'll all know how to say Kate Beckinsale's name. <laughs> Don't count <laughs> Two on it. Beckinsale movies now. In the meantime, you can check us out on our website at nowscreaming.com. And on Twitter or Facebook at nowscreaming. Be sure to tell your friends about the podcast. Tell your friends to not support the MGM Child's Play remake. Um, mm-hmm. Leave us a review, if you're so inclined. Please do. Uh, and hit up our good friend James Skosky. James, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, MST3James. Letterbox is the same name. And um, I'm also sometimes on my friend's podcast, uh, Middle-Aged Geek Podcast. Uh, I'm, you know, I do uh, that with, with my friend Jody. So if you want to hear more of me, I'm on that one. Great. Exciting. Love podcasts. Love more podcasts. Okay. So uh, I also want to thank Don Mancini for creating this franchise. I know we normally do Wes Craven, but it feels like Don Mancini is the one to do here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and, th- and for uh, putting as much love into it uh, as because it clearly shows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, shout out one of the uh, too few openly gay men working in horror him and his buddy Brian Fuller and Clive Barker and that's what, like the, you know. the two of them working on Hannibal together. I'm like, where can I join this like gay horror club yeah. that you guys have? <laughs> like, can I come <laughs> next time? Yeah, no that that's a very good point. Yeah, <laughs> I right. love it. Until next time, everyone, stay spooky. Stay spooky. Stay spooky. <laughs> All right.